Hello and welcome to the 215 Workman's Podcast. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds from KJB Wright Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. This is the podcast of myself and Brother Landon Dunn, and we appreciate you all being with us today to uh, hear this message that I uh, have for you and pray that it's a blessing to you and a help to you and pray that it helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. All right, so... Um, what I am going to do today is I'm going to preach a little bit on sin. Alright, and uh, in, in, um, in the last A Few Minutes in God's Book podcast, I, I preached on some common delusions and uh, looked at how uh, some say that you know uh, sin gives fullness of life. But sin does not give fullness of life. Jesus Christ does. Amen? So, uh, go with me to Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. And uh, let's read verses 1 to 7. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. Starting in verse 1, the King James Bible says this, And Adam knew Eve his wife. And that does not mean that he met her and said, you know, Hello, how are you doing? That means that he had sexual relations with her. And she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. So Cain and Abel are twins. Right? And she again bears brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. In verse 3, And in process of time come to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, uh, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? And then verse 7, If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, Sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So, sin in the Bible, there, there is, um, when it comes to Bible study, there is something that is called the law of first mention. And what that means is, that you take a word such as sin and you look to see the first time that it's being used that word is being used in the Bible and then um, you get a definition from that first time and then usually that first definition the first time that it's used it will set the tone for what that word means throughout the whole Bible usually but not all the time. 
So we have to remember that context, context, context is the most important. All right? So in the Bible, the word sin is found 448 times in 389 verses. The first being Genesis 4, verse 7, and last being 1 John 5, 17. So let's read uh, Genesis 4, verse 7 again. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So what God is saying here is this. If you obey God, obey what I say, which Cain was not, then there is acceptance. Cain did not obey God. So he did not do well. He was trying to save himself by his own works by his offering from the ground and remember that the ground was cursed by God okay and God wanted a blood offering not an offering from the ground so God did not accept it so since Cain did not do well, sin lieth at the door. And so Cain had a problem. And you ask, what was that problem that Cain had? That problem was a sin problem. The Bible says that all unrighteousness is sin in 1 John 5.17. The Bible says that sin is the transgression of the law in 1 John 3 verse 4. The Bible says that whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Romans 14.23 A high look and a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked is sin. And that's found in uh, Proverbs 21, verse 4. And then, the thought of foolishness is sin. Proverbs 24, verse 9. So now, sin is lying at Cain's door and wants to control him. Now look at Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. And let's read verses 12 to 14. 
Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey in the lusts thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. And then verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Now look at this. Verse 13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. So now, look at, at what parts of the body can do when it comes to sin. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Verses 10 to 18. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. And in verse 18, There is no fear of God before their eyes. Do you see that? So, just think as... Think that our bodies are a tabernacle. There is a door. There's a door to it and sin will control us. And sin is missing the bullseye. The bullseye being God's way. But even the Apostle Paul struggled. Look at Romans chapter 7. Verses 14 to 18. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. And in verse 18, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. 
now let's let's read verse 19 for the good that I would I do not but the evil which I would not that I do verse 20 now if I do that I would not it is no more I that do it but sin that dwelleth in me verse 21 I find then a law that when I would do good evil is present with me verse 22 for I delight in the law of God after the inward man alright so you have if you're saved you have two natures you have that sinful flesh and remember that flesh is flesh alright and then you have that new nature living inside you that new man the Holy Spirit living inside of you alright and so you you should you should walk after the spirit and not the flesh remember that at the moment of your salvation the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and performs a spiritual surgery cuts away the soul from the flesh and now you are made free from sin the flesh is sinful alright and so so now remember that the sins that that we commit the sins that we do that's not what sends a person to hell it's what a person does not do that sends them to hell and that's believe and trust the Lord Jesus Christ and his death burial and resurrection okay so so the sin that is called into remembrance today by the Holy Spirit is the sin of unbelief all right look at John chapter 16 John chapter 16 and let's read verses 7 to 11 nevertheless I tell you the truth it is expedient for you that I go away for if I go not away the comforter will not come unto you but if I depart I will send him unto you and when he has come he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me of righteousness because I go to my father and ye see me no more of judgment because the prince of this world is judged now notice verse 9 of sin because they believe not on me so it is a sin to not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that is what sends a person to hell not what we do 
So, sin, sin comes from our hearts. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's Jeremiah 17 verse 9. So, when someone tells you to follow your heart, that is not biblical advice. We are to not follow our hearts we are to lead our hearts. Amen? Our hearts will get us in trouble. Your heart is where your thoughts and intents are. Alright, look at Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. And let's read verses 1 to 8. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God come into the daughters of men, and they bear children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown verse 5 and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually verse 6 and repented uh, repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart and the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have uh, created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. And in verse 8, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So man's heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So how did a man's heart become deceitful and wicked? Look at Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 verses 15 to 17. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Alright, that's positive. It's a positive statement. 
And then verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. That's a negative statement. Okay, so now look what happens. Go to chapter 3, Genesis chapter 3, and we'll read verses 1 to 7. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Now I will say right there that that serpent there is, um, it's not a snake. Alright, that serpent there is Satan himself. Remember, he's a dragon. Alright. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. He said, Did, did God really say that? You better think about that. Now look what happens to Eve. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Okay, so, here, Eve gets confused by Satan about what God really says. And so, she leaves out freely. And then, she said, Neither shall ye touch it. Did God say, Neither shall ye touch it? Nope. So she adds to God's word. And then, lest ye die. Is that what God said? Nope. He said, Thou shalt surely die. So she changed God's word. And guess what? Man has been doing that ever since. And then verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Oh, uh -huh. so Satan is calling God a liar. God's lying to you. And in verse 5, For God doth know, then the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as God's knowing good and evil. Alright, so he's saying that God is hiding something from you. Alright, and so Eve wanted that knowledge. She wanted to be her own God. Man wants knowledge. That's why they push degrees and all this other stuff. But you know, you can have all the degrees in the world but still not have any common sense. 
So look what happens here. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Verse 7. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. That's a type and picture of self-righteousness. They were trying to cover up their sin. Trying to hide it. But remember, God knows all. God sees all. God is everywhere. You can't hide your sin from God. He knows what you're doing. He sees it. You know, my my sister uh, a few years ago uh, she she posted on on Facebook I, I have no clue what she did but uh, but she posted on Facebook she said I hope God did not see that God sees everything my friends He's everywhere. He knows everything. Alright, and so so now the they eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam dies spiritually that day. And so remember that man is a trinity just as God is a trinity. You know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Man has a trinity, which is body, soul, and spirit. So because Adam died spiritually, now he is not complete. He is only two-thirds man. That dead spirit needs to be made alive again needs to be regenerated and that's why Christ told Nicodemus in John chapter 3 ye must be born again alright because everyone after Adam they're not born in the image of God because Adam lost that they're born in the image of Adam with a dead spirit All right, look at Genesis 5, verses 1 to 3. This is the book of the generations of Adam, and the day that God created man in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. In verse 3, And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness, after his image and called his name Seth. You see that? Begat a son in his own likeness after his image, not God's. Amen? So that dead spirit needs to be made 
alive. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And I'll show you the, the trinity of man here. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So now, what are the effects of sin on man? Look at Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 verses 18 to 32. This is a little long, so please bear with me here. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burning their lusts one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which were uh, which are not convenient now look at this showing in verse 29 here being filled with all unrighteousness fornication wickedness covetousness maliciousness uh, full of envy murder debate deceits malignity whispers backbiters haters of God despiteful proud boasters inventors of evil things disobedient to parents without understanding covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. In verse 32, Who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So, they knew God, but they glorified Him not as God. They were not thankful to God. 
They became vain in their imaginations, emptiness. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Darkness is never good, remember that. And so what's after that? Homosexuality is next, which is an abomination to God. And they don't want to retain God in their knowledge. So now all those things, all those things that I read there, people do those because they're sinners. A saved person it is their flesh that sins. Amen. It's not them. And these sins again are not what sends a person to hell. It's the sin of unbelief. All right, look at Acts 16. And we'll start in verse 29. This is about the uh, the Philippian jailer, you know, and uh, you know Paul and Silas are in prison and uh, at midnight they're singing praises unto the Lord and praying and then the there was an earthquake and the prison doors were open, right? But they didn't go anywhere. Now, look at this. Starting in verse 29. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, look at this question. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? In verse 31, and they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Now go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Verses 12 and 13. This is the transaction for salvation. That we should be to the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. And whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So you hear the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Found in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 to 4. You hear it, you believe it, and you trust it. And then you are sealed unto the day of redemption by the Holy Spirit. Alright, and the day of redemption is the rapture. So, there is nothing or no one that can take away your salvation from you. Amen? The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
That's what saves today. Not anything that we do. At the moment of salvation, your past, present, and future sins are all forgiven. All under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Look at Acts 26. A lot of people say that, you know, um, Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, um, it forgives, you know, uh, because of that, because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, all people's sins are forgiven. But look at this. Acts chapter 26 Verses 13 to 18. This is the Apostle Paul, and and, uh, he's given a testimony here. He says in verse 13, At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. So remember that the Apostle Paul, he was persecuting the church. And so the Lord was dealing with him about that. And that's why Christ says, it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. The Lord was pricking him about that. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and the things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee. So the Apostle Paul was sent to the Gentiles. He's the Apostle to the Gentiles. Okay, verse 18, look at this. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. You must receive that free gift of salvation by believing and trusting the Lord Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. You must believe that you are a sinner on your way to hell without Christ. You must believe that you cannot save yourself. You must believe that only Christ saves. And believe and trust the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. That he did that for you personally. 
not just the historical account. Alright, and so now, we should walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. Look at Romans 8. Verses 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. You know, many, uh, they stop right there. And they say, there is, there therefore is, let me start over. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Alright, so, for a child of God, a saved person, there could be some condemnation. You know, if uh, if they go out and commit a crime, there could be some legal condemnation. But there is no condemnation of going to hell. Okay? But we need to read the whole verse. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen? So you have that spirit and you have that flesh. The one that you feed the most is the one that grows the most. Amen. Alright. So that is sin. Pray that uh, this message was a help and a blessing to you. Um. Please continue to to pray for uh, us, our ministries, our families. Uh, Please continue to pray for this podcast that the Lord will continue to use it mightily for His glory. Amen. All right. Until next time, God bless you.